Warning, this 21st installment of Spyric Interview Podcast, Bondathon, will contain adult language, mature situations, a racially insensitive villain, a cameo by Madonna, the final Bond film for Pierce Brosnan, another diamond-powered satellite, invisible car chases, and sexual innuendos galore. Listener discretion is advised. American Motion Picture Review, James Bond 007, Die Another Day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spyrokin's James Bondathon, the Bond Marathon, where we talk about all things Bond. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? And joining me for this 21st installment is Darius Washington, once again. So how you doing, Darius? Uh, okay, man, and I'm very honored you uh, asked me to do this. This was really cool. So thank you very Definitely. much for having me on. <laughs> no problem. I'm actually really excited for this one because a lot of people have been clamoring for this one because this film is considered one of the worst Bond films of all time. And I had to put it down there, but there are some redeeming factors to this film because of so much that had been gone on behind the scenes. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, or first off, if you want to see any of our early episodes, you can check them out at www.spiraken.com, spiraken.com. Also, join our Discord, discord.com forward slash S, or, well, tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A um, Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. It will be in the show notes. And you could rant about what you think about this film and give us some notes for our next film where we're talking about Casino Royale. But, so now that that chilling is out of the way, um, <laughs> oh, let's actually get to it because we're discussing the 40th anniversary film of the James Bond franchise. This was the 20th Eon Productions film and is also the fourth and final film to star Pierce Brosnan as the eponymous spy James Bond, which is kind of crazy on so many levels because it goes so far into it. Um, Yeah, I I, uh, got to say, I know it is considered one of the worst ones, but I honestly like the hell out of this film uh, more than apparently a lot of people do. I know, I know that's going to be sound weird to a lot of people, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of Die Another Day. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I found that sometimes my, my, my film tastes are weird to a lot of people, but um, I, I found the, um, the one, uh, and I feel my brain's not working, uh, the one right before it, uh, The World, is not, world is not Enough. Yeah, that was like much, much not not very good that's far it's definitely far worse than die another day uh as far as i'm concerned but uh we'll hear that more but yeah i i, I actually enjoy the heck out of, of uh die another day i really do yeah yeah it's one of those films which is very divisive a lot of people were very confused by it and strange it's also a film where there's a lot of endings and set up for a lot that never went through for uh-huh. example this is the last film for Samantha Bond as Miss Manypenny, and she was the third oh. Miss Manypenny, and let's be honest, she was not the best Miss Manypenny. This one, she's a little better than the last movie, but she was not fun. Much. I, don't know, I, I actually found her a lot of fun. Like, like, um, uh, she basically, like, um, and for example, tomorrow, tomorrow uh, never dies. She's needling the hell out of him over his uh, relationship with. Um, Paris, yeah. Paris, yeah. She's like needling him, messing with him about that, and messing him about, about the uh, the the Danish girl he was talking. He was da- uh, apparently boinking at the time. She's she's pretty sharp. I I don't hate her for it. I mean, 
I don't know why he gets so much bad, uh, such a bad rap. Um, I think it's because you had Lois Maxwell for so long, and then you had mm-hmm. her. I mean, she's better than the one that was for the Timothy Dalton era. Let's be yes. honest. The Timothy Dalton Definitely. era girl was 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 more like, oh, James, yes, this many he... pennies. She stood up on her own, except that this movie, she kind of fell apart and went from, you never had me, James, to I'm totally hot for you. And if you said, take me, I, I'll i give myself to you. She just kind of, all that character development kind of went away in this one. But well, Yeah. Well, it, it, I, I think that was just for one scene, though, that we'll get to. But yes. But I, I yeah, so before we get further into the actual cast let's get to some of the nitty-gritty behind this film sure. so this was the like you said the 20 uh 20th um eon production for james bond it was directed by lee tamahori who did stuff like moholland falls along came a spider which is the second alex cross movie with um denzel um, no um morgan freeman. morgan freeman you had a uh, triple x state of the union which starred ice t uh you had cube. the devil's double oh it was ice cube it was right that's it was cube. ice cube that's cube <laughs> And then you had uh, Mahana. So he's got a very, Up very, down, yeah. yeah. Like Along Came a Spider is a really good movie. <laughs> very, very and cool. And State film. of the Union. Okay. Along Came a Spider was a good movie. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although Mahana so then, was kind of cool too. Yeah, it was. And so was The Devil's Double. Um, but this is produced again by Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, the daughter of Cubby Broccoli, the great guy who brought James Bond to us. And cool fat little trivia thing, Michael G. Wilson has done a cameo in every Bond movie he's been in, and this one he played one of the generals. Really? So that's kind of cool. Um, this was written by Neil Purvis, and they based it on James Bond by Ian Fleming, but they took aspects from the original Moonraker novel and they worked it around to make it work, and then they just kind of threw everything that they didn't like out to make this abomination, not abomination, a unique film. Um, original came out November 2002, and it's got a runtime of 133 minutes, or two hours and 13 minutes. It was made for $142 million, and it definitely made its money back. It was the highest-grossing film for a long time, with $431.9 million. Nice. People like this because they were excited to see it because the trailer is really good and sells a lot. But then the film, well, it's got a star it, stuff. There's, oh, there's, go a, there's, a, there's a lot that I enjoy about this film. I there's like these little groove, and it actually kind of ties in a way to the theme song in a weird way. But I, I, I'll let you, I'll let you guide and everything. But like, I, it made me like the theme song a bit more after I saw the film. I, I, oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, the theme song, when you just hear it, just as Madonna singing, it sounds uh, just—it sounds like a generic pop song from that era. But then you watch the movie, and it makes sense. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Yes. But first, let's get to actually the actors in this movie. And the first one we're going to talk about is one who's a single cameo, but it's awesome to see her because Deborah Moore, the daughter of Roger Moore, former James Bond, was really? the airline hostess who gives him the martini on the plane while they, while really? Lemon Calling is playing. Yes. Wow, okay. So you That's have him. Cool. You have, yep. You have uh, Joaquin Martinez playing the L. Um, well, I'll say it in English. He's the reader for the cigar factory workers, which is a pretty interesting job because that's how factory workers for cigar places are taught how to read and they hear their news. Okay. So he had that job. You had uh, Vincent Wong as General Lee. You had as the sleeper agent and manager of the Havana Cigar Factory, Emilio Enchevaria. 
Uh, you had uh, Rachel Grant as the first of the weird named Vaughn girls in this movie. We have Peaceful <laughs> Fountains of Desire. That's <laughs> a, a name? Chinese, her name is Peaceful Fountains of Desire, and she okay, is a like masseuse. That. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> she's, the, she's the masseuse that shows up, and then he pulls out a gun in the in the Chinese hotel, or Hong Kong hotel. You had Ho Yi as the hotel manager and the agent for the Chinese government, Mr. Chang. And cool thing about him, originally it wasn't supposed to be Mr. Chang. It was supposed to be Michelle Yao. It was going to be oh. Wai Lin. But okay. unfortunately, due to conflict, she couldn't be in it. Oh, man. I so, think it would be cool to have her back. Yeah, like, yeah. Most of the time, the Bond women don't appear in more than one film. So, yeah, that would have been a nice bit of continuity in it. Um, I would have loved yeah. that. Yeah, but instead they had the one guy who was like saying, hello, Mr. Bond. We'll get all everything you want and we'll get your tailor, which is a, a, a callback to an older James Bond movie. Um, of course, we cannot forget the singer of the theme song having a cameo. And people have been talking about this, mm -hmm. that Madonna was in this as Verity, the fencing instructor of Blades, the uh, fencing studio. And um, I don't I like cockfights. <laughs> yeah, the British accent is bad. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hate her in it. And there's actually a subplot that she was supposed to be in to, um, like, she was supposed to have a relationship with uh, Miranda Frost. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, they, they, they made they, it a little more interesting. They, 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 she implied that she was pretty close to her in the film, uh, like, as a, as a finer student. So it went out of my, it would not have surprised me at all. And it would have worked. Um, and it's Madonna, so it could have worked totally, but they didn't go that far because it's Madonna. And she won a <laughs> Razzie for this movie, so can't really? hate her on it. She won a Razzie, yeah. Wow. There, yeah, are, so, there, are, there are so many places that, that for, for five, or what, what, what a two-minute cameo? Really? That, that's, there are so many places that that could have gone to. Nah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's nah. Oh, G oh, also, uh, we can't forget who else won a Razzie from this movie, but we'll get to her in a couple minutes. Oh, uh, you man. have Lawrence, Lawrence McCary as one of the three henches in this movie. He plays Mr. Kill, which that's, <laughs> I mean, as a hench, he's imposing, but I didn't feel like, he just feels like nameless goon number three. Like, he didn't yeah. need Mr. Kill. Like, yeah, if they didn't make him just, that, they should have made him the main one. Yeah, he just kind of shows up and... I'm going to assume it's the big brother who uh, basically uh, gets lasered eventually. Yep. Yeah, okay, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah, he just kind of just shows up and he's kind of imposing, but yeah. I, wow, man. Oh, well. But uh, that's a name. Hmm. Yep. That's definitely we a name. We had uh, Michael Gorovo as Vladimir Pupov, the uh, personal scientist to our villain. Okay. And um, let's be honest, he just was a scientist. Yeah. Nothing big, nothing big. Hey, boss, he beats your time. He, he, he was amusing. He was amusing to watch, but nothing super great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, we have Kenneth, Kenneth Sang as General Moon, who is Colonel Moon's father, and he does a good job as the – he's not a villain. I don't classify him as a villain. I, have seen him in, I used to see him in like a bunch of different um, HK action flicks, and – yeah, he's he basically he's pretty much a tragic figure in this film. Uh, I agree with you on this. Uh, you know, he just wants to know what the heck is going on. He's got to run his forces, but uh, yeah, his son gets caught up in all this and is causing all this crazy stuff. And um, yeah, he's he's not so bad. Um, I mean, there really I, are some cool things that to like on 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 his part. 
like I love the fact that early on in the film he says, I sent my son to the West to learn from Oxford to become a bridge between our countries and he was in uh what is it, infected by them. Mm-hmm. And it's like he wants to be kind of a pacifist. He wants to fix things that's not working. And then later on, when his son essentially hands the world on a platter to him, he says, This isn't right. Yeah. And his fa- the son just kind of goes, goes his own way, unfortunately. Um, yep. I mean, yeah. I, I, so far, I don't get what, what's to so hate. Why does he, so many people hate on this film so much? I, I don't get it. I think it's the next thing with the fact that um, we have Colonel. Tan Sung Moon, who's the quote unquote first villain, Will Young Lee, who mm-hmm. actually he's really well done, and I love that opening exchange. And mm-hmm. it's very like, you tried to kill me, Mr. Bond, so I'm going to fight you. And then he quote unquote dies. Note, there's going to be spoilers in this movie. Yeah. But then he comes back, and this is during the time when you had Mission Impossible 3 where it was, there's an entire sequence where Philip Seymour Hoffman is replaced by Tom Cruise, who's wearing a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask and a, and a neck chip. And they could have totally just done the whole twist in this movie like that. And then mm-hmm. he pulls off the mask, and he's... And that would have been kind of cool. But instead, they go with the whole genetic modification, turning people different ethnicities. <laughs> That's kind of insane. Even yeah. for a Bond movie, that's insane, and one of the reasons why people I don't think like this movie. Yeah. I, I like take, the Bill Young Lee better. I I, I kind of just take it as well. Yeah, it's just a Bond twist. I'm like, oh, okay, there goes. Okay, the, the villain is different and everything. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I I I I'm so used to Bond stuff being somewhat a bit unrealistic and a bit advanced, especially where the villains are concerned. That this was just like, okay, it's just another one. I, I he, he just kind of goes with it, you know. I can res- uh, I can respect that. I can totally respect that. Um. So next on our list we have Colin Salmond, who is playing M's right hand, Charles Robinson, and he does a really good job as a um, you know, as her second. Yeah. I, I, it's really sad. I've never seen him really get more bigger roles in the in in the West. The first time I ever saw him was in. There's a series that I absolutely love called Prime Suspect, and yes. uh, yeah, he's he's basically Helen Mirren's uh, a bit of a foil uh, working for her, and he's also uh, a former lover. And a lot of entanglements happen with him. But I always like ever since I saw that, I was like, I really wanted to see him get a bit. Uh, better known in Western films and or, or in American films, excuse me, and it never quite happened. Um, but you know, we get to see him a little bit here, and uh, you know, like the only other time I, I got to see him was in Alien vs. Predator briefly, and he was kind of wasted in that, to be honest. Um, I, I, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always liked him. Uh, I don't know, I, I, I always keep thinking to myself, I'd like to see him someday pop up with a media role over here someday and i don't know if that'll ever happen but i would like it well you never know we thought that idris elba would never get a major spot and look at him now yes it's true this is true this is true he has he has a he has a chance uh who else um we have samantha bond who we've talked about as many penny we had michael madsen replacing john joe don baker as the nsa cia um 
Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a completely different character. Uh, uh Damian and, Falco, yeah. And I don't like but his job is you're not supposed to like him. He comes off as a penny pusher. I think he comes back in Quantum of Solace, I believe. Uh I don't think so. I don't think he I don't think he does. Um uh I know there was a different character I know there was a character that uh David Harbour was playing during that who was um not uh, very well liked, uh, and Felix Leiter ends up getting his job in that. Yes, yes, yeah, because, yeah, that is the, the one. It was the section chief. It's, uh, oh, it's David, uh, David Harbour plays the boss. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, I confused the two, but it was like, it's that same role of just, I'm going to sell out for my own thing because I want to make myself better. Mm-hmm. And he does come off, and he comes off very condescending. But that also makes sense with the Bond film that Americans are condescending and kind of douchey. Yeah, but he's no Felix Leiter, and he's not yeah. charismatic. But he's Michael Madsen, so I can't really hate him because he's Michael Madsen. Yeah, you know, Mr. Orange never died, or sorry, yeah, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blonde never dies, Mr. Blonde never no, dies. He, he became an NSA agent. Um, there you go. <laughs> next, we have the care actor who. Oh, took over for a role because the person who was supposed to be in this movie passed away. And we're talking about John Cleese doing Q. R. Yep. If you're Q, does that make him R? <laughs> yeah, and it's, oh, it's a man. shame. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame that but we talked about last episode when we talked about um, World is Not Enough about what happened with Desmond Llewellyn. Uh-huh. And I do like that it shows an evolution of him when Bond meets him. He's not treating him like a like uh, his equal or like his his as Q, he says. Mm-hmm. So what do you have for me now, quartermaster? And it actually leads to one of the best scenes in the movie, which we'll talk about because there's so many references in that sequence from everything <laughs> possible. I but then at it. the end of the at the end of the exchange, besides a nice Monty Python reference where he does a silly walk, very subtly, I do love that he that James is like very good Q. It's like he's he has um, succeeded and he's now Q they did one more movie i think he would have been the next q unfortunately mm-hmm. he gets two outing one outing is q unless you count the video game and then the next one is um the kid yeah it's uh yeah john Cleese was a yeah uh yeah it was fun to see him uh and mess with um uh, mix it up with bond a bit and they have they have great uh exchanges and everything um I still, yeah, but like, yeah, I, 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 now you got me thinking about like the final scene with uh, Desmond Llewellyn in, uh, in the world is not enough, and he just, it's very, it's all too brief, and then right after that, practically, uh, he was actually killed in a car wreck, so it really hurt. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would have, yeah, I would have loved to seen a bit more of a, uh, of him really mixing up and coming to his own, and in later in another. Uh, film with Pierce Brosnan. So, um, yeah, there's that. But yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll, no, no, let's... no, you're being fine. You're being fine. And it's just, you're, you're right 100% and I agree with you. And I do like the, the, this one, well, one of the issues everyone had was the gadgets were a little too much in this one and there were a lot of gadgets. Some mm-hmm. were kind of crazy. And that led to um, something happening later. But again, we'll bring that up later. Okay. Uh, finally, the, the most important person in James Bond we're talking about Judy Dench, late a dame Judy Dench, as M, and now she's come into her own in this movie. She's been getting better, but now she has that. Um, she is officially the MI6 head 
and she's willing to throw Bond under the bus if she needs to, but mm-hmm. she still has that soft spot of like, I want to help you. It's like she could have totally had him executed when he was brought back in, but she's like, no, 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 we're going to send you to the Falklands and they'll determine what's going on. And then she was like, I could have killed you, but I never did. I let you do your thing because I know you're, you're good at your job and you're useful. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah. she's amazing in the movie. Like, uh, yeah, we have to tread carefully. Grace is politically connected. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was a nice scene. Um, that's him back yeah, in it, and it's leading her to become his mother figure again, right? Mm, pretty much. <laughs> Which pretty comes much. later. Yeah. And now we have the main hench, who could have been called Mister Kill, but he's not. We're talking about <laughs> Zhao, played by. Rick Yoon, and I gotta say, as a hench, I really like him because he has a motivation of why he hates Bond so much because he survived last time, and he has those diamonds stuck in his face. He's, and yeah, he's kind of got a he's got a reason to be pissed off. It's like, how's that for a punchline? Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to get you for this little uh, thing that you did to my face here, Bond. I'm definitely going to get you. Um, and while some people complain, saying, oh, he could have taken the diamonds out, I'm like, maybe there was a reason why he couldn't, or more importantly, maybe they couldn't remove it. But it looked really cool on him. Mm-hmm. And he gave a good incentive as a villain. And also, a really cool factor is, during the chase sequence where it's him and his goons versus James and the Aston Martin, all of their cars are old, are all updated versions of other James Bond vehicles. <laughs> Practically. And it's 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 a it's a great sequence that and he's a great foil for him. He doesn't take crap from him and each encounter it's not just a oh I'm gonna kick your butt. And also he is the second um hench to be Korean. The last time they did it was in Goldfinger with Odd Job. That's true. That's true. Oh man. So much so much cool stuff in this movie. <laughs> um next you have one of the lesser things with the movie, let's be honest. We're talking about Roseman Pike as uh, our one of as our femme fatale and our and one of the Bond girls, Miranda Frost, who had an original name. And also, fun fact, she left halfway through the the um, filming to graduate from college for a really? day. Really? Yeah, wow. she took a day off to, to graduate from college. Wow! Congratulations. What was her degree in? It doesn't say. <laughs> the hmm. news, the the information I have doesn't say, but. It's a Intriguing. lot of stuff for her. And she was, <laughs> but she had a different name originally. Her name was supposed to be, um, where was it? I have my, in my notes. She was supposed to be Gala Brand or Gala okay. Brand. Okay, yeah, Miranda Frost is definitely a better name on that. I, I'm not going to lie on that one. Uh, yeah, 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 that sounds, yeah, that sounds bland. No, no, I like Miranda Frost better. Um, it's yeah. not a pun. It's not a pun, which is good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, she was okay. Never been better, but yeah, she's all right. I, I've definitely seen worse. See, see, once you go, t- once you go, Tanya Roberts, you know, the, 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 there is no b- f- further bottom. I'm sorry. Really, t- um, Tanya Roberts. That was the absolute single worst Bond girl I've ever seen in my life, and I, I, I like no, there's just nothing but up from her. I, I can, I can, I can 
kind of sympathize and agree a little bit with that. I have some other people I think are worse, but she's really bad. And But she is a step up, a hundred times a step up from, I'm a nuclear scientist, Christmas Jones. See, I couldn't, you know, it's weird to think. I could deal with her because it was in small doses and she never screeches. She's like, very small doses. She's only in the second half of the film. And I'm like, meh, she's okay. Meh. Same thing with this one. This one's another second half of the film. And just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the, the but this, then again, there's other ones like, let's be honest, uh, Ma- Holly Goodhead, who's, I'm supposed to be an astrophysicist. No, you're not. Also, put on a bra. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dr. Goodhead. I, I, I. At that point, I was like, okay, these are like the, the stupidest names in the world, but, you know, you go with it. Eh. Uh, true, but uh, I can't wait to do the episode with the Bond girls. We're going to be the most interesting Bond girls and then the most insipid Bond girls. But um, Oh, God, I want to do I want to be on that one. Oh, we're going to have a couple people on that one. Um, oh, but we that. have, um, now we have our main Bond villain who, like I said, I preferred his version as Will Yoon Lee playing him, but it's going to be to- Toby Steffens as Gustav Graves. Gustav Graves. <laughs> and you can... <laughs> Like with some of the Bond villains, you can be like, okay, maybe he's not a bad guy, or maybe he's villainous. This is he goes right into the I'm crazy, and like no one in their right mind would be like, yeah, he's normal. No, he's like nuts to begin with. <laughs> he was, yeah, the, the sword fight pretty much uh, establishes who who he is right off the bat. Yeah, uh, it it underdoes everything that he was doing. But go on. Yeah, you, 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 and. He kind of go, and he finally, uh, you know, finally Bond finally cuts him eventually, and he just, uh, and then later, um, uh, he's sitting there talking to Bond. Is like, yeah, I based this character Gustav Graves completely on you, uh, unjustifiable swagger, just smugness, British attitude. And I'm like, I can't, I just kind of like that part. <laughs> um, you know, like he was basically trying to turn himself into a mirror image of Bond in a way, and it works. Uh, 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 but like, yeah, you you pretty much go complete uh, asshole right off the bat, and and he tips his hand way too early. He says like, "Oh, have we met before?" It's like, "Oh, you'd remember, wouldn't you?" And it's like, uh, "Red flag, something's up. Who is he? Yeah. Who is he?" Yep. Um, and now we have. Besides him as a Bond villain, which we'll talk about my ranking with the Bond villains on him, um, we have Holly Berry as Jinx Johnson, who lets she physically she looks great. Um, the pun game, oh good god, <laughs> oh good god. Yeah, that, yeah, some of the, some of that script writing was not that great. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it was. It's just innuendo after innuendo after innuendo. And they originally were gonna do a spinoff with her as the main character, but I think they realized, yeah, she got nominated for three Razzies and she won one for Jinx, so we're not gonna do this. Yeah, because they had an opportunity, her or Y Lin. I'd be like, go Y Lin. She's interesting. Jinx yeah. is just Jinx. It's. Uh, I I would agree there. Although I think. She probably could have done better with a different scriptwriter, but I mean, the character herself wasn't wasn't that bad. Um, I, I seen I kind of seen worse. I think actually, come to think of it, yeah, for uh, her there are worse roles. Yeah, um, I really, least, I, yeah, I would have, um, I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, it's like okay, you have you have Jinx, you have her boss, uh, Michael Madsen's character, um, 
and you know she's there to you know be the the uh, yeah, nice side piece and get her as she goes off and gets her own role going. Uh, I would have actually liked to have seen that, but like in the hands of somebody more competent, uh, especially on the script, at least on the script writing side, somebody more competent uh, uh, handling uh, her character. Um, that I think actually would have been a really cool spinoff. And yeah, yeah also, yeah, you're right. Uh, Wayne, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, I would have loved to have seen her see what she does out out in the world doing um, anti-terrorist stuff or whatever, what have you. Um, so yeah, there are some things that, sometimes there were like these great uh, female Bond characters that are, get, get left on the left on the table to, you know, you, you never see them again. And I would like to uh, yeah, that, yeah, those are a couple that I would love to have seen just off doing their own thing. They they, they, they take down uh, some big big threat or whatever, and she's like, yeah, go at it, go at it, you know. Um, I think the, and you know, I think kind of the, the stigma of not as many uh, um, female action heroes could have been uh, could have been uh, instituted a bit more. A bit ahead of her time, uh, a bit uh, earlier on. If we actually could have had more, uh, more uh, movies with, with such characters like that. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Um, one thing I would have liked to have seen, and it's going on a little conspiracy theory a lot of people have had, is if um, Jinx's character was actually named Felicia Leiter. And that would like have been the, funny. Like the, it's like the James Bond is multiple people. It's a, it's a title, not a name. If it was. Because uh, there's so many different Felix Leiters, it was oh, it's, she's Felix Leiter. That would have been kind of cool. Um, they, this it's actually kind of reminds me of a book. One of the, one of the Bond novels, Bond winds up dating Felix Leiter's daughter at one point. And Awkward. I, I cannot remember the name of it right now. I think it's for special services. I might be wrong on that, but he winds up partnering with. Uh, uh, Lighter's daughter at one point, and we kept getting into a romantic relationship, and Lighter just doesn't care. He's just like, oh, well, how happened? Well, well, he's Lighter's best friend, and uh, with everything yeah. that happened with Lighter, it's it's yeah. Well, that would have been nice continuity. But let's get to the last actor, the most important actor in the in any James Bond film. We're talking about the James Bond actor, and Pierce Brosnan was tired in this movie. He's kind of not. He was kind of losing steam doing this. Mm-hmm. But he still is good in this role. And it's more his portrayal in this bond, I think, was more of a um, he's been betrayed. He wants revenge. But it's more like injustice to the world. Not as crazy as when he was in um, License to Kill. Kill. Right. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, but yeah, that was basically a, a reimagining of um, Live and Let Die, uh, if, if I recall correctly. In a way, um, mm-hmm. because like uh, the whole the whole shark biting leg uh, lighter's leg thing happens actually in the original uh, Live and Let Die novel. Yep. Um, so it so yeah this yeah there's a lot of it's one of those reimagining type deals here again, uh, and I honestly think you say tired I I I, I can sort of imagine why because like, I do get the impression that one of the things that Pierce Brosnan really wanted to do which is what Daniel Craig actually gets to do is really examine bond uh, his his psyche I guess like he's not all as him not always being in, uh, invincible 
and Invincible Superman and everything, um, kind of breaking down what, how his mind works a bit more, in a way. Um, and although we actually get that in this film, um, I guess in, in a way it's kind of tight. Like we were talking about the theme song in a way. <coughs> Excuse me. We said we we're going to talk about the theme song in a way. Um, Bond. The one thing that I actually enjoy the hell out of for this film is that, and I think we said, I get the impression you're going to speak about it a little bit here, is that there are certain rules to a Bond film that all get broken in this movie. And they're like, basically, okay, Bond gets out of every situation. No, Bond doesn't get out of this, uh, out of being caught in North Korea. Uh, he doesn't get out of it. He gets traded out. It's like, eh, here's Bond, man. Get out of here. Here. We caught him. And we've stuck. We, you never see Bond in a really bad spot. Although the beginning of uh, Tomorrow Never, I was, I'm sorry, uh, The World Is Not Enough, he's busted up really bad and has a dislocated oh, yeah. shoulder for the whole, the whole time. He's he's really bad shape. And in this one, he's like getting he's getting stung by scorpions and getting administered antivenom immediately for 18 months and he's effed up real bad <laughs> like, oh he is he is totally messed up <laughs> and that is a good point this is the beginning of his 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 not his vulnerability in this and he actually said and something that a lot of people felt is that this movie relied too much on the gadgets and he wanted the next film that he was contracted for to be gadgetless wisps and yeah. unfortunately they went another direction they stopped making it and then daniel craig became the bond that they wanted him to be but it's like we're going to go kind of origin story get rid of the continuity because let's be honest pierce brosnan has is playing the same bond that was married to tracy that was the best man to felix's wedding that mm. was um Perhaps that met really. honey rider yeah he was that same bond and they do reference that a lot yeah, and so yeah, he he gets to yeah he gets to, um, I mean uh, what are certain other what are certain rules for all that he looks messed up he's really beat up and then there's the bit with Monty Penny you you never see them kiss and they kind of get around that just oh yes even though it's virtual it counts but yeah. <laughs> so so let's actually get to the actual like talking about the the plot itself so mm-hmm. um because we really want to get into that opening sequence. Because it's actually a really good opening sequence of Bond doing a mission. He infiltrates Korea. And mm-hmm. fun fact, it was shot in Hawaii. He mm-hmm. goes there, um, knocks, a gu- knocks two guards out, um, uses a bunch of tech that's in his um, surfboard magically, including a knife that's actually a satellite phone. <laughs> that, hey. At that point, I was like, this is getting kind of crazy, but whatever. Um, they get they trick a guy who's supposed to be an arms dealer to um, to switch with him while they hold my gunpoint, switch him. And then he meets Colonel Moon at his secret base next to the DMZ zone. And what leads to a really cool sequence of one that Zhao is able to determine that Bond is actually Bond, not this arms dealer. And to a huge fight sequence where Colonel Moon gets quote unquote killed on and fight involving hovercrafts. Really yeah, we cool. Well done. Yeah, we- yeah, we don't get. Yeah, Hovercraft was a new one. Um, that was that's something I don't think it, that's like a, 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 a vehicle type we've never. I don't think we've seen in any previous Bond film before. Um, so those were the, and also I I, I like the, the the depleted uranium uh, rifle. I was like, holy crap! 
That's, that's nasty. <laughs> that's a cool scene, and that's what made me like him more than uh, Toby Stevens. It's just him saying, oh, have you seen this gun? And then he just blows up the helicopter he's getting off when he's like, so now how are you getting out of this, Mr. Bond? And he's like, kill him. Cause it, and he's like, gonna be all villainous. And then you hear his dad call, and his face just drains. He's like, shit, shit. <laughs> um, like, dad, I'll meet you in a couple minutes. Get rid of the guns, kill him. <laughs> like, Oh man, um, and yeah, and then he, you know, he he went, he seemingly is killed, and and like I can't help it that like okay, like I said, we're we're the, the theme song. If, if you hear if you heard it on the radio, you're like, what the hell kind of thing is it going? Okay, what the hell Bond was it film? And then you watch what's happening. The Bond in the opening sequence is him. The whole opening sequence is him being tortured. It's just for eighteen months, just damn messing him up. You're like, damn. And this is the first theme song that actually incorporates with the story, and it's just all the things happening, like when he's being tortured with water, all the Bond girls are ice, and then when mm-hmm. it's fire, they're fi- they're embers, and then when it's electricity, they're electrical, and then you see the scorpions and all that, and it's a really vicious <laughs> scene, and we see him really get messed up, and um, later on, after he's because we said that he gets traded in after eighteen months, they're trying to find out who is the traitor who. A quote unquote messed up uh, Colonel Moon. He's not going to say, he's like, I don't know. It's the person who sold me out. Mm-hmm. He gets traded. And then when M is looking at him after they make sure he's not carrying a biological weapon, that he's going to poison them all Definitely. and that he's safe, she, she says, He's like, I knew what was going to happen. If I get caught, that's it. You give me up. I'm surprised you, get, you came back for me. And she's like, Well, you had your cyanide pill. And he's like, I threw it away years ago. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah he he knows the rules but he's still like nah to a degree I I can't just you know go and kill myself um I just couldn't do it but um and there's kind of a bit of reference to that in um funny enough in one of the Daniel Craig films but uh, you'll uh, yes where it goes horribly wrong yeah side <laughs> I pill yeah it didn't work um. So yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I loved his exchange with and I'm in this film. Their 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 terse relationship, very terse, very um, complex relationship in a way. Uh, but yeah, uh, he yeah he gets traded out. He he couldn't break out. There was just no way. And they're like, yeah, you were you were hemorrhaging. You possibly could have been hemorrhaging information. Like I didn't give any information. It's like we don't we didn't know that. So. Um, the world of yeah, being gets, a spy, and he gets his his status revoked again. This is the second time it happened, but it's like the third time he's acted rogue. <laughs> and this, I do like that when he escapes. I mean, that part's bullshit, totally bullshit. He's never been able to be like, I can stop my heart. He's not Quicksilver. It's not that. It's just <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Uh, his escape, but fun little fact: the ship he's on is a reference to one of the earlier Bond films. I think it's. Die another day, or you only live twice. Hold on. Um, it's you only live twice because the headquarters for MI6 was on a derelict ship, and the name of the derelict ship is the same as the name of the boat that he's on, which is uh, HMS oh, Tenby. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You sure that's not man with the golden gun? No, but you only live twice. It's you only live twice. Is the sh- is the ship and golden gun? There's a no. There's references to every single Bond movie because this is the 40th anniversary. We'll get to the references because there's a lot of them. There's a hundred okay. of them. Okay. But um, 
but I like that he escapes. He looks like crap. He looks like a caveman. He's wearing uh, essentially like pajamas. I love that into, scene. <laughs> he, he, he strolls into the this the high end um, Hong Kong hotel. And he's like, "I'd like my suite, please." And the guy gives him a once over, like, uh, "Do you have any ID or credit card?" And then Chang shows up and says, "Oh, Mister Bond, uh, your usual suite." He's like. Yes, also send up my tailor, which is another reference to an old thing. <laughs> I love that. He just walked in, got his it. Like, all right. Oh, you're 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 oh, you're you're Chinese secret service. Man, I do that shit. <laughs> yep, yep, he does that and after the after the hot masseuse comes in, he and then he says straight up he's like, "Listen, I don't I'm not here to get rid of you. I don't want to change the government. I'll kill Zhao for you." He's like, "I got to call Ch- uh Beijing for that." And then when he leaves, I love that he gives him the box and says, tell Mr. Zhao goodbye for us. So essentially he's been hired <laughs> as an assassin, assassin. for China like, yep, to, my kill, to kill Zhao <laughs> in Cuba. And the Cuba scene is so fun because it's just so um, awesome seeing the, the old school. Um, oh, the, Lord, the old the, old, the, uh, the, the ragtime. He's just driving, chilling out, gets, gets Cubans. He's like, yeah. He switches up from his usual uh, Italian sports cars to this, and he's chilling out. He's being a bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go find goddamn. I'm gonna find Zhao somehow sooner or later. And I like that he goes to the old. He goes to the well. One, he's wearing guayaveras, and I love that he's wearing like the the the, the Spanish, uh, essentially a loja shirt. He walks into <laughs> the, the um into the cigar shop, which is a front for a, a sleeper agent, and he says the passcode, and the guy looks at him like saying. We haven't used that in 30 years. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just tell him Universal Exports. <laughs> like, hey, welcome. Sit down. <laughs> and then he just gives him all the stuff that he needs. And I love that he get and 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 here's a cool part. So he he's finds out what's going on that's on an island which is doing genetic experiments to clean people because so apparently, and it's actually true, Cuba has amazing health insurance, uh, medical service for tourists. If you live mm-hmm. there, you don't get shit. But if you're a tourist, you can get great health care. And so he's like going to go there and find out what's going on. And he grabs a, 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 like a revolver with 10 shots in it and a book. Now here's something really cool and super geeky. So Agatha Christie, uh, years ago, uh, they did a movie for Agatha Christie where it's like her and Miss Marple talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a reference of her meeting Ian Fleming and then Ian Fleming and her at like this exotic bird show. And a guy walks up. She's like, he's like, I need to come up with a name for my new character. And he's like, well, you'll think of something. And this bird um, orth- ornithologist walks up and he's super nervous He's like, well, we're going to be talking about birds and a specific species. Um, and my name is um, uh, uh, it's a, it's a Bond, uh, James Bond. And then in the scene, you see Ian Fleming look up, and he starts writing it down. <laughs> and this this was fictionalized for it. However, it's true that they did meet and all that. But the nice. reason why is because he picks up a book that says, um, "Birds of the Western Isles," and it's written by James Bond. Nice, very the nice. nice it's eye. super, super fast uh, freeze cut, but you see that, and then he does that, and I love. It. He's like, uh, he's like, you need anything else? He's like, I need a fast car, and he's driving a caddy. He's driving a caddy. <laughs> he's a caddy. Oh, some type of some type of ragtop, but it, it looked like it. Yeah, we'll go with caddy for right now. Um, and I, and yeah, I just love that 
I just love that him him just driving, just relax. It, I I was hoping he had a cigar in his his mouth while he's driving. <laughs> and then he goes to the place and gets a mojito. And then we have the first reference to a major Bond film, and it is the recreation of the Honey Rider scene with a girl mm. coming out of the water in a bikini with a white belt and a diver's knife. Mm, honey caramel now, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was uh, yeah. Well, that, that's a beautiful scene, but then it's the beginning of the okay. There's no, this is not sexual tension. This is just innuendos you could cut through with a knife. <laughs> uh, yeah, got gotta got go old school for a minute there. Um, oh yeah, it was. I, mean, I just I just think it was. It, it's it, that's the spawn fun at this point. You like you just kind of expect it and. I think they could have toned down it with, with, with it with the innuendo type stuff later on, but for this particular scene, it was like, yeah, that's that's what the James Bond life is like. And this is still of, a it's still a very different movie. It's a very revenge filled story. Like, yes, Jinx is going to be a distraction for him, even though we later find out stuff. But mm-hmm. crazy thing is that one, the sex scene was cut down to seven seconds because of the whole because they wanted to keep PG thirteen rating, but. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, this is the second female, or, or second, um, or third. It's the third uh, black uh, Bond girl that uh, he hooks up. Uh, oh, third. Let's, see. Grace, let's see, Grace Jones would be one, and I cannot remember the name of the other, but the first time she shows up is in uh, uh, Live and Let Die. She uh, dies. She gets killed. Uh, yeah. By, uh, the, but she didn't, they had sex, but the thing is that, with Grace Jones and uh, Holly Berry, both of them took control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were the top, and that's the thing. It's like they were more, like, and that's a cool thing with them. It's very empowering and stuff. Yeah, they, they broke. yeah Br- Grace Jones broke his ass. All right, let's, let's, let's be honest on that one. <laughs> it's, it's Grace. No, it's Uber Bench Grace Jones. Uh, and some and my, and uh, I know people who do not like her as a Bond girl, and I can kind of understand why. But and I love her, man. You can you cannot badass. deny she is no, she's badass until the turn. But then yeah, yeah, she's straight. Yeah, I, I can watch. She's she's literally there are only two reasons to watch A View to a Kill: Grace Jones and to hear the theme song, and that's it. It is no, no, no. and Christopher Walken being Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken tries. Yeah, he tries to save the film. Uh, but other than that, yeah, yeah. I think the movie's okay. It's there are, there are a lot of issues with it, but I'm not hating on a view to a kill completely. But um, what is it? So we have the gene uh, therapy clinic scene where he breaks into it. And I love that he knocks the guy out and puts him in the wheelchair to like said, "Hey, I'm his I'm his attending physician. Here's his paperwork." And then when he gets <laughs> into the clinic, he has to make a distraction, so he just takes the wheelchair and just rams. And, and throws it essentially, so it hits a wall. The guy just slumps down. You're yep. like, oh god, that guy's not going to be well. Yeah, yeah, something's wrong with him. We got to And then I love that he goes around in the courtyard, walks through the window, and says, "Oh, excuse me," grabs a grape, and then just walks into the into the the clinic. <laughs> yes, and it's a very cool scene. And then you have him meeting with Zhao, who now is looking all creepy and. Um, bleached because they're going to change him into another thing. And and this, how do I distract him? Oh. oh, here's that IV that's keeping him alive. Oh, you oh, oh that, that was a good torture sequence. But then that, he, sh- <laughs> he, should, he shouldn't have immediately been like, I'm able to fight immediately. It should have been like he should have been drugged up. Like Zhao could have that's been like true. more not that's leading the fight. 
But I agree on that. You had a lot going on. You had a lot going on because you also had Jinx blowing up the lab, which mm-hmm. really didn't help because it didn't burn all of her stuff. Like her face is still there. Like her notes are like half there. Mm-hmm. True. And her in her escape sequence, meh. But in uh, in the whole uh, in the diamond that he finds at in that he took from Zhao, it has the GG. That doesn't look like a GG. It looks like a fucking diamond. It doesn't look like two Gs. <laughs> uh, I just I was like whatever. It, it, sometimes they'll sometimes they'll, they'll they'll bullshit with you as as far as tech goes. I'm like okay, it's another bullshit scene. Yeah, well, fuck it, we'll we'll roll with it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just a, a note. And then the last part, which is not creepy or dumb, is you have M actually talking to uh, Michael Madsen's character and just pretty much saying it's not our fault that he was there and she's kind of defending him because she knows that he's on to something which is good mm-hmm. and then we have the infamous <laughs> scene oh but what were you gonna say oh no oh, the the uh the sword fight yes we're getting to the, yes the sword yeah. fight yes i don't like cock fights <laughs> uh, at first it seems legitimate because it's they make a bet as usual he's gonna mess with the person like if it was in Goldfinger it was the let's make a bet on who hits the boat holes gonna get this mm-hmm. gold bar this is we're gonna bet for this diamond and at first it's one two three it's very simple but then it just goes Graves goes crazy and tries to kill him with every single thing in the in the uh, fencing club just everything he grabs to attack him it's like no longer like it just it felt like a very big character change it wasn't the I'm a composed a businessman, or I'm someone who's a fencer. It's no, I'm trying to kill you. Yeah, he he loses control. He completely loses control, and then, and then he finally kind of realizes, okay, I I need to tone this down a little bit and go get back to my little uh my scheme. But yeah, I had to mess with Bond. I just really can't stand him. But even though I've based my character on him, uh, yeah, yeah, he's like he's like he's like, oh, we we're just having a game. It's like no, you weren't. <laughs> Uh, it was no, no, you weren't. It was uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a fun little sequence, and then M finally shows up and brings him and brings him back to the fold. And like yeah, we're, like we're talking about um, uh, he's you know she's like you're back in the game, you're useful, and um, it's a cold world, but hey, now that you've done your thing, we can uh, proceed and get you uh, put you right in the square and tell you everything that's going on. Yep. Um, and it shows the armoring scene where he has to be reevaluated, and it's the cool glasses, which the VR glasses. I like that, mm-hmm. and I like that he he kills M, and he's like, he's like, no, you usually wouldn't win to sh- by shooting your boss. He's like, well, she, I only shot her in the arm, and it went right through. Like, that's, <laughs> some, that's some Alucard from Helsing logic. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you anyway, but it'll kill the target. It works. Definitely it works, works. and. And then it's um, all the cool sequence of of Q taking him into the the oh, God, the, the top arms. spec parts. Yeah. Oh man, that was so beautiful! All those classic gadgets. Uh, he had like the um, the shoe from 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 Russell with Love and um, the the jetpack from Thunderball. Um, um, oh. You had the cello from uh, the Living Daylights. Daylight, yeah, that was there. And I love uh, that he's like, he gets the watch and he's like, this is your 20th, I believe. And it's like, yes, because it's the 20th movie. 
Yeah, I mean that that was just a wonderful homage to uh, everything that that came before. It was it was really nice. Um, yeah, where's my list of the stuff? I have a list of the stuff which was. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold uh, on, uh, where do, it's under Bond trivia. Uh, let's see now. Oh no, it's I gotta look through the list. It's somewhere here. I have a bunch of trivia from this from this episode from this movie. But I love that when he sh- when he pulls out the the Vanquish. Which fun fact? Um, James Bo- uh, Pierce Brosnan had to fight to get that car. Like they gave him the car, but he had to fight with Aston Martin to give him the car as a promotional. And then once he gets the car, the car gets destroyed in a really? fire at his house, and all he has left is the plaque that says um, "For Pierce Brosnan, aka James Bond 007, from Aston Martin." Mm-hmm. It's a little plaque. That's all he has left of the car because the car got destroyed. Oh, poor guy. It was a nice car. The Aston Martin V12 was oh, nice. Man. Yeah, it was. It's got some, it's got some great... Um, I love the fact that it's got the cloaking... I mean, it was a little much. Yes, it has cloaking technology, which technically shouldn't have worked. I didn't mind that because like, I was had that thought about it. I, I remember people were kind of upset that the car could turn invisible. And I'm like, okay, this the, the Bond car has been bulletproof, had an oil slick, had water jets, had smoke screen... Uh, let's see. It's turned into a submarine. Um, it's had rockets. It's had machine. What else left? What other angle could you really go that has not been done with a Bond car? That is very true. And we <laughs> had one that flew, which if uh, from uh, Man with the Golden Gun, the yeah. flying car. Yeah, you know, I mean, like him being invisible. What does it do? It lets him be a spy. I just say roll with it, man, because we've seen this car. His cars have been they've been fabulous. They've been wonderful, but they've kind of all been doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I say this was the, the the invisibility thing was perfect innovation for this film. I had no issue with it. After no, I loved it stuff. as a as a geek, but I just I could see why people said it went over. And then from this point on, the movie just takes a huge nosedive, just a huge nosedive, because eh, we. I, we have the event at the Snow Palace, which is a real snow palace mm-hmm. adjacent to a secret mine that apparently Graves owns, but all he's doing is using, um, what are they called, um, blood diamonds to pretend that there's a diamond mine there. And he has his secret doomsday weapon, the Icarus, which seems kind of like a bastardized version of the Golden Eye. It's like, instead uh, yeah. of it being an EMP, it's just a laser. Yeah, uh, it's and very much, uh, basically, it. There's a there one of the previous Bond films is not use a similar concept but it's just not very done, done very well. Uh, Diamonds are forever, uh, with um, uh, yes. Blofeld uh, basically doing pretty much the exact same thing, but the the over, the overall film was basically campy and uh, you know it's like it should be a thing where Bond is actively trying to kill Blofeld the entire time and once he actually kills seemingly <gasps> kills seemingly kills him for uh, having killed off his wife. It just really is a campy thing and not really serious oh, um, in any way. Greta hates the fact that it's Dimes Are Forever when the diamonds aren't really around that much. And also, let's yeah. not talk about Kid and Wink. The less said, the better. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, them. rather. Yeah. They yes. were interesting um, But yes. yeah, so, so it's like basically, I, I consider this film to be Diamonds Are Forever done right. It, it's much a bit more serious and. The scales are actually 
uh, pretty real with what exactly they're going to happen have happen between North and South Korea and how it would change the uh, the uh, political landscape drastically. Um, I you know I we'll, we'll get a bit more into that later in the story, but I I just liked it how they used this concept better than it was originally done. In, in the films and in, in the Moonraker, uh, in, in the Moonraker uh, uh, novel, uh, right, or something. Uh, so, yeah, I, I yeah I, I I enjoyed the heck out of it, and then we get crazy high tech fights and bond, you know, gadget car versus gadget car combat, and crazy shit. And, yeah, I mean, yeah I'll, I'll let you proceed on, on, on your end. I'm, I, I'm, I'll, no, I no, 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 no. You're no, you're, you're being <laughs> awesome, and you're explaining it totally like. It does go crazy. And then, of course, we have the twist that Frost is actually one. She's an MI6 employee who was, just, who was supposed to be there to watch over Grace, find out what's going on. She says the entire opening sequence, I'm not going to get with you, James. I'm not going to get with you, James. She and, ends up uh, hooking up with James, and then it turns out she's actually a double agent. And I love that they have his gun. He's screwed. And what does he do? He uses his the one gadget that no one thinks to use to get out of the room. And I love that gadget, yeah. the ring that turns into the sonic hypersonic, the vi- uh, the vibrator. Yeah. yeah. The vibrating, uh, ring. That was great. Um, it really is just for breakfast. Nope. Not, not, not this time. Ah, got him. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then the, there's a whole fight sequence, um, which leads to, uh, uh, the, the whole, um, graves cargo plane sequence. Originally, this was supposed to be at a like indoor beach complex in Japan. Really? That's where this fight was going to happen. But they said, we need more spectacle. Let's put it on a plane. And there's been three, or was it, this is the second plane sequence or third plane sequence? Mm, let's see. Octopussy had one, which was nuts. Um, let's yeah. Let's see. Moonraker uh, starts off with a crazy plane sequence. Yes, with Jaws <laughs> jumping out and landing and surviving. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so as so as this goes, this is another plane sequence. But honestly, I think it could have been better. Mm-hmm. I really think it could have been done better. I've seen better crashing sequences and whatnot. I do like that um, how our villain is dispatched is simply just it's no capes. Yeah. Uh, I no do crazy. like that. I do like that he was going to use the Icarus laser to just cut through the DMZ. I do like that that was his whole plot, and that's actually really smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just that whole end fight, I think we have it going back and forth. It's it's fanatic, but not. It, it's something that could happen in a real world situation. I mean, one one of the better times that so, sometimes when they've had some of the better bond plots is when it's, you look at how the world is and somebody decided to try and change things in a really messed up situation. Uh, for example, Octopussy has one of my favorite uh, cold war plots was uh, the general uh, Orlov uh, blowing, blow up a nuke at the, uh, at uh, Air Force so Base the, and make and yeah. make think people think that it was uh, an American bomb and he could r- march uh, uh, Soviet Soviets across there and take over and it's like dang that's somebody that's a good idea. No, yeah, somebody it's one of the ones which isn't outlandish and crazy, mm-hmm. and this is one which is a little outlandish, but the concept does make sense and it's not. It's one of the better parts of this film, like you said. Um, ending sequence, meh. 
I'm gonna say the end. It's it could have been better, but whatever. It's at this point, it's a lot of the James Bond. This whole thing is all like Roger Moore, like oh, he's gonna hook up with a girl, and we're gonna see it in weird ways. Just getting mm-hmm. more and more crazy. It went from the first Pierce Brosnan film of them making out in a bunch of grass, where it turned out there's a bunch of military soldiers. To <laughs> they're making out in a boat alone. Then it goes to uh, R watching them with a thermal camera and saying, "Oh, it must be an error," and turning it off. Whoops. And then, then this one just—it's Bond. It's... What are you doing? Keeping the British M's up, sir. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that was that. That's still the best line out of those. <laughs> that's with Agent X, who technically he should have ended. But anyway, that's a whole other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I, I really I, I, like I'm, this. Film. Yeah, I, 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 still don't, I truly do not understand all the hate it has gotten over the years. I, it was just genuinely a fun mix of classic stuff and newer stuff, um, up, updating things. Some things could have been done better, but uh, you know, I, I, there have been uh, there have been other films that have just not been uh, as good. Um, and like I said, and when I and like I said, it, we 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 all said it. I think one of the, one of the strengths is that it actually, like we said, be, it breaks the rules. And when you and when you go back to Madonna song. Which is not necessarily not necessarily the best, but it makes a lot more sense when you just watch it, or when you listen to it, and you're like, "Oh, dang, this this is perfect." And honestly, this is my 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 craziest song, thing, experience with that song. Honestly, came with an AMV I saw at Otakon. There's a guy called Vic Bond. That that's that's what he likes to call himself, and he's one of the best uh, AMV editors that they, we've ever seen. Um, and he basically did a. Uh, a noir AMV to it, and I remember he, he his, his skill was amazing, and he almost won the best action category if I remember correctly. It was down to him and a group of people who had done a uh, Macross Plus theme to uh, Danger Zone, and I think that video beat this one. But like it was like it was really debated the whole weekend. But it was actually my favorite experience with this song. Um, so I don't, I I don't. Uh, dislike it nearly as much either um but yeah back to the actual film itself uh yeah i i don't know where exactly it's one of my middle of the road uh bond i mean there are a lot of excellent films there are a lot there are some not so good films this would be one of my more middle of the road type films that i just generally just enjoy and uh say yeah it's a bond film and it's an example of what his world has been like and uh i enjoy the heck out of it and you know, I, I can't help it. I love the I love the supercar sequence between him and Zhao. They just, they both are throwing all this crazy shit at each other. Oh Man. yeah, no, they're going crazy. <laughs> and and my thing is that half the movie I really like. It's classic Bond. It's well done. And then that last half, it's crazy. And also the CG goes like really. Yeah, that's some of the things. Yeah, it's it's worse. It's it's worse than X Men Origins Wolverine. It's bad. Ooh. Like some of, some of the CG is. And you have to. It's, it's really bad. Now, now, you gotta like, go, now you're gonna make me go watch that terrible film and try to compare it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't have to. You don't. No, that's hurting you. Just watch the last two minutes of um, Deadpool. Because remember, it no longer exists. He changed that's the timeline. <laughs> that's right. Canada, you're welcome. <laughs> such, such a, such a, but back to this, it's like half it's really good and half's really bad. Like even Roger Moore is like, 
I thought it went too far. That's for me, the first Bond in space. <laughs> Invisible cars and dodgy footage. Crazy. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, also, like I said, um, Pierce Brosnan thought that they went too far, and they, um, they, uh, and they should have went back, and they were going to, but then things happened. But yeah, I, it's I, I, overall... There are some great elements and some bad, I think. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, he really. Yeah, you were saying he, he wanted to do a gadgetless Bond, Bond. Like, um, my I, honestly, my f- personal favorite Bond film, uh, is the first one I saw as a kid, uh, For Your Eyes Only, which is pretty much gadgetless and is for is more a uh, Cold War style plot. Um, you don't really see him use any real gadgets in that. It's it's action and drama and uh. You know, Bond's gotta take out take out a mission and everything, and they don't quite get into his his, his demons like the Daniel Craig films, but it's very very solid film. Um, and I really wish uh, Bro- I do feel bad that Brosnan never got to do that for himself. He never got that opportunity. Um, and so uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, and I do, and I, I'll, I'll definitely be listening to you when you do your 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 Daniel Craig shows and and you talk about that aspect. Um, I'll, I'll I'll look forward to listening to you to you guys talk yeah, about yeah yeah we got some good ones coming up especially because of things with all the Daniel Craig aspects about how he is it's this is not healthy behavior like friend of the podcast Doug says it's not healthy behavior and it's him going mad slowly it's him just not a like one of the things they say in this movie that they've said before and it's one of the trivia things I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. is that Miranda Frost Rosamund Pike called bond a blunt instrument and in casino royale she also describes him as a blunt instrument and it's it's kind oh, of a m- point of bond yeah m, yeah, yeah, m, m says it yes m says it and then miranda frost says it in this movie and it's just an explanation like because james is like ian flame said a blunt instrument wielded by a government department but mm-hmm. he went from a debonair spy who's just kind of a a little bit of a brute to a little more refined to campy to i'm tired of this and in the end of this film he has he is pretty vicious and he's back to kind of not caring at this point like yes he felt bad for miranda but it wasn't like with a electric king where it was like he felt bad about killing her Mm -hmm. i think if he had it he would have just shot her in the head right yeah. then and there but he didn't but and also they wanted to give jinx the whole we're gonna have jinx beater mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah uh women on women combat something that people and i wish they could have done that fight a little bit better but uh it was still it was decent i just seen a little bit better especially uh oh i can't michelle yo's character i keep i keep i, I i'm uh wylin wylin well yeah wylin um yeah, she's pretty much the, uh, became a standard uh, for a lot of the Bond, Bond girls over the years, uh, to be honest, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's just really, really, uh, you know, he's just there to just, you know, get the job done and everything and be more emotionless and everything. But yeah, yeah, as we see with the Daniel Craig stuff that we're going to talk about, he's, it has eroded him a bit. And I... And going a little bit off topic, but I really am very, very angry at 2020 that we do not get to see how the hell he, his film turned out because I am very, very curious 
what the hell is going to happen to James Bond? Yes, we have to wait until April of next year. Hopefully, yeah. and and now things hopefully look better. We're going to find out. Yeah, because he's going to be... He's, I mean, you, you've heard the theme song, I'm going to guess, for that one? Oh, I did a reaction for it on YouTube. I didn't oh, show okay. the video because, unfortunately, Billie Eilish is stupid, but... <laughs> It's it's I like the I like the theme song. I think it's well done. I like the music video for it. It's a tremendous uh accomplishment. It's setting up a lot with the Elizabeth Swan character. I really hope that it's not that uh that Mackie is a is Dr. No. I hope it's not that. I don't want them yeah. to do the Blofeld thing again. I don't want them. But Yeah, um, Blofeld's in it, but we don't know what what's going on and but I guess just listen to the lyrics of that song. You're getting the impression something really bad is going to happen to him. You just really get that foreboding feeling about it. We we do, and it's I'm just it's making me nervous. And we're going to talk more about that once we get to that closer to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the elephant in the room. Well, we'll talk to that in a moment. But uh, some last minute things about this one. This mm-hmm. is the second James Bond film to feature James Bond's office. Really, the first oh, the first one was oh, on Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Service. Yes, yeah, yeah. You yes. don't really see it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, second, this is this is the last James Bond film to use the pre-title sequence, Gun Barrel. Yeah, this, you're right. They haven't done that. All the yet. other ones are now at the end of the movie, but after the credits, which is kind of lame. Um, this film, because it was the 40th anniversary, you had five of the Bonds. Wait, one, two, three, four of the Bonds attend the premiere it was roger moore george lazenby timothy dalton and pierce brosnan attended the premiere sean connery could not because he decided oh god rest we're going to talk about connery <sighs> that whole uh-huh. tragedy but um he was filming his last film which was league of extraordinary gentlemen poor guy yeah i know um other little things the north korean sequence was deliberately bleached out to show how inhospitable the country was i was remarking that earlier when i was doing my rewatch i was like this is really like faded in mm-hmm. and um this is one of the films that actually used alternative source music because you had the clashes london calling and the last time they did it was in 85 with um california girls and a view to a kill uh, <laughs> where's the other that. one um there's the silly walk during the showing of the vanquish and then, last and not least, a list of the refer- some of the references we had. Oh, um, oh, oh! I forgot with the music. In the before before we get to the thing in the music, done by uh, Barry Arnold or John Arnold again, and they used two of the songs from "The World Is Not Enough" again in this one. Renard's theme is reused, and um, the okay. uh, "Christmas in Turkey" was reused. Hmm. Okay. Which was kind of, yeah, I, I was like kind of mad with that. But you had a bunch of other little references to it. Um, but referencing the movies, first off, Dr. No, we had the Jinx Honey Rider scene. Mm. We had the Beretta, which he used, uh, which was way early on that uh, the armor said that the Beretta makes a good women woman's pistol. And that's uh, Beretta 25. Uh, yep. I remember that. Yes. That was um, the first guy to play Q. Yes. Yep, you have the Dr. No Universal Exports mm-hmm. reference, um, some music, but then we have from Rush With Love, of course, we have uh, Kleb's uh, Poison Shoe. Tipped Shoe. Mm-hmm. There was a knife concealed in a briefcase. There's a game board happening in the Ice Palace sequence. 
And then, um, the, of course, the my friends call me Jinx to mine call me James Bond, which is my friends call me Tanya, mine call me James Bond. Uh, Goldfinger, of course, we have the laser sequence with Mr. Kill. <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah, good yep. for awesome. The gadget-laden uh, Aston Martin with the ejector seat. Of course. <laughs> um, I never joke about my work. Uh, the fencing sequence bet, like we mentioned earlier, and then the death by depressur- uh, depressurized uh, plane, and then of course the first sequence in James Bond in Goldfinger when he comes out of the wetsuit, he's wearing perfect uh, dry clothes underneath. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Um, Thunderball was the jetpack, and um, the uh, he grabs the grapes as he is exits, which was done again in. Another movie, we had the HMS 10B for You Only Live Twice and the Japanese Swords, and that James Bond's death is faked or exaggerated, which is what he does. Um, oh, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. They said that the, the, the headquarters... No, I okay, what was the one where, like, I, I know that his, his they had a headquarters in Hong Kong, and it was this really... It was in uh, uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. He yes. finds out. He finds out that his headquarters is this on this really sideways ship, and it's just really disconcerting to look like a walkthrough. And no, that and that is the that is the ship. That's, that's why the sh- that's oh. the ship. Okay, it's the same ship. Okay, that's a re- it's a reference to that. Um, what else? Imagine Secret Service. There's the OHMSS on the CD. Uh, they play the theme song from Modern Magic Secret Service in when he escapes the clinic. And then um, the line from Miranda Frost, I know all about you, 007. It's sex for dinner and death for breakfast, which was the original line from the book. Hmm. Um, Diamonds are forever. Well, diamonds are for everyone. (laughs) Practically. And then this is the second movie where one character calls another character bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, like you said, the satellite covered in space to harness the rays to make a death ray. Diamonds are forever. Yeah. Uh, Live and Let Die, the reference to Kananga's poppy fields, which was the rows and rows of explosives across the, the vegetated field. And then okay. the uh, revolver he's using. Um, Man with the Golden Gun, we said it was the MI6 field. And then, of course, him getting the diamond from uh, Jinx's navel, similar to the bullet that the dancer had. Oh, my. Yes. Yes. You have a magnif- magnificent uh, abdomen navel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To the nearest pharmacy. Yes. And then, of course, the solar-powered weapon. Um, Spy Who Loved Me, we have the... Uh, oh, they play Nobody Does It Better when Madonna's introduced. Really? And then, uh, yes. And then Graves uses the Union Jack parachute. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonraker, uh, the fight sequence with Chang in the glass factory is similar to the fight sequence with Bond. And then um, you have um, the hovercraft falls... Due to a large waterfall similar to Jaws's boat going over the falls. Uh, in your in your for your eyes only, you have the uh, <laughs> yellow diving helmet, and then of course Octopussy. You have the coil of magic rope, and the crocodile submarine, and the mini jet. Wait, wait, wait! They had the crocodile there. It's oh, in the back. Wow. It's in the, yep. Uh, view to a kill. Besides that, you have the electric snooper. Which that stupid robot, 
Uh, also, you have Blaze <laughs> watching over the destruction from his front window while smiling, which is like how Zorn watched Silicon Valley almost destroy from his aircraft. Mm-hmm. And of course, his cover is blown by a computer. Same thing, except a cell phone. Um, Living Daylights, Kara's cello, and then the rocket car sequence, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, oh, okay. I actually uh, like that car in Living Daylights. I, I, uh. I, I, like love, I love Living Daylights. Um, the rescinding Bond's license was License to Kill. Also, the um, the disarming the masseuse who has a weapon. That's similar to Pam uh, Bouvier. And mm. then GoldenEye, the laser watch. And then, of course, the timer for the bomb at the gene therapy was the same six minutes that Alex Trevelyan uh, gave. gave him. Uh, yep. We have three minutes. That's... <laughs> yep, and then of course the falling chandelier killing him just like Trevelyan, and then uh, Bond is betrayed by a fellow agent, and then the golden eye in the opening sequence, and then last and not least, um, Tomorrow Never Dies, you have Chang, you have the car speaking to Bond with the same voice. Oh, that, oh, that's right. I think we've met. <laughs> yes. And that would the be funny if it I, it'd yeah. be funny if it actually did turn out that he had met that particular girl and, and he just find that out later on or some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, let's touch. <laughs> yeah. Last thing is that the training program is exactly the same as the second level of the world is not enough video game and the geodesic dome it, at the <laughs> Ar- Antarctica. So it's all the references that are crazy in this universe. And I gotta say, it was well done for its 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. The 50th anniversary, not as many references, but this one's a love letter to it that just kind of didn't go wrong. I still rank it low, but every single Bond movie I enjoy watching for different reasons. From And for my ranking for it, like you said it's higher up. I have, because yeah. of my reasons, I have it pretty low. But there are some things that are saving graces, like Gustav Graves is a mid-level villain. Mm-hmm. I put him above... Above... Elliot Carver, but below Dominic. Oh, sorry. Haven't gotten to Dominic yet, but above Elliot Carver and below Kamala Cotton. Because Elliot Carver's thing was, I will be in charge of all the press. That's his deal. That's his shtick. But this is like, I want to make it so that my father's armies can invade and we could take over and fix things. Kind of noble, but he's out of his mind. He's not as. Like Kamala Khan was charismatic in a different way where it was like he was playing the games and messing with people, but he still seemed like a civilized human. We miss you, Louis Jordan. Yeah. um, Sadly. Yeah. Well, this guy does not seem like that. Like he's he's crazy, but he could take care of himself. Unlike Elliot Carver, who's like, I'm going to be evil. But then when push comes to shove, he's like, no, don't kill me. <laughs> he's not a do-it-yourself guy. He's Ted um, Turner on, on, on meth, yeah. Yeah, as for Zhao, on the other hand, he's kind of, he's, I think, where I put him? I put him as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I have him as my 11th um, hench. Heavy? Hmm. He's above Red Grant. And actually, I'll put him above Gordini because Gordini was just a manservant, but he's under Baron Semedi. He's under Baron Semedi. Which even one was Baron Gordini? Semedi. Okay, um, I remember Baron Kamala Semedi. Kamala Khan's. Kamala Khan's manservant. Oh, him! Was, okay. All the right. one on the airplane who. who oh, yeah. Who he died. Fought, he fought, yeah. Ah! yeah. Yes. So, so, like, 
currently in our ranking, we have Nick Knack, Odd Job, <laughs> then Jaws. Hey, Nick Knack is awesome. <laughs> it's Hector Velaverde's. It's oh, Tattoo. Hervé Villache. Oh my God. Hervé Villache is still. Hervé Villache is still. He's 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 he, he's. I like him, and I like that he's gonna kill. <laughs> and and he gets defeated by luggage. The best yeah. thing ever. <laughs> oh my God. The but plane. Have... The plane. The boat. The boat. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. And, all, and also, if you play, and then odd job is just odd job. He's <laughs> awesome. Never says a word. And then after that's that's um Jaws because Jaws is he kind of is a hench that turns good at the end, but he's still a, an awesome hench. And I love the fact that I, I love the second two words. Oh wait. Well, here's to us. Four words, the entire two films. Yes. Yes. And as we talked about in Moonraker, I love the fact that he's gonna kill kill um the girl and then all the people come dancing and they take him away and he's like trying to get there for a second. They he's like, Well, I guess I'm going to, the, to Mardi Gras and he goes yeah. to Mardi Gras. Um but then after that Xenia on a top and then Renard. <laughs> I love that name. Uh and then Tihi and then Baron Samedi and now we're gonna put Zhao. After that, what's Tihi? Uh, Tihi is in uh, Live and Let Die. He's the one with the prosthetic arm. Oh, that's the one his gets... name. That was his name. You're right. You're okay, I remember him. Okay, sorry. Go. Okay. Yeah. I know his name is Tihi. Yes. Okay. I also have Whisper on here too. <laughs> Whisper's low, but Whisper's he's the big fat guy who's. Yes. Who's, oh, I remember. He talks like this. Shall I open it? Shall I open it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so I got so I got them pretty pretty um. So I, I think he's in a good spot. Um, he's definitely above the bottom of the barrel right now because on the bottom, just top five is gonna bottom is gonna be General Omarov, um, Kid and Wint. El, uh, well, Elvis is in the is in two movies from now, but just let's be honest, Elvis from uh, Quantum of Solace when his hairpiece flies off in that movie, which we'll talk about in eh. great lengths. That's just pathetic. Um, then three blind mice, who's from the first the first henches ever. Oh wow! That's and then last yes. night, yeah, the three blind mice—they're the ones that get uh, blown up in their car. <laughs> and last is Hans from the fifth movie. From uh, what's the fifth movie? Fifth movie is um, blah, 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 blah. you only live twice because he doesn't have any dialogue and he just falls right into a pit. That's his whole shtick. <laughs> oh yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. like they, you failed me for the last time, and then he kills him instead. It's like, okay, that's different. Ah, uh, yeah. Jeez, I remember these. Jeez, man. And ah, uh, see, now, see, now I got my, I, I got like, I got my Bond Blu-ray set here sitting next to me, and I, now you're gonna make me go, go, go through this thing. <laughs> I've actually never really opened it. Yeah, um, we're definitely gonna. I'm gonna when this is done, I'm gonna be ranking. We're doing six episodes. Um, beforehand, because we have the time now, we have it. We're going to be doing our t- last before we do, um, after we do uh, No Time to Die, we're going to do our list of the top movies, or our list of the movies. But we're going to be doing an episode dedicated to top villains. Mm-hmm. We're going to do we're going to do top henchmen and top uh, Bond kills, top Bond songs, and then finally the the gadgets. Ooh. We're not doing the Bond girls because there's 147 of them. <laughs> and ranking them is going to be too fucking long. Actually, I, Everyone I, has I, their favorite. I have finally figured out my favorite Bond girl. I have finally figured it out. Uh, I might do most inspirational Bond girl, though, or the one who has the most impact on his life. I figured that out entirely. Oh. 
Uh, let me guess. Tracy. Nope. No. Nope. Uh, Agent X. Nope. Who is it? M. That's <laughs> that's a that's a viable and good uh, buy girl. <laughs> he can't get any past her. <laughs> he just can't. Like, remember Double Seven? Shadow stage, front or behind, never on top. Like, Part of me wanted to go with his first girlfriend, who was who's who was introduced in the first film and the only reoccurring Bond girl. Um, what is her name? I just had it a second ago. Give me a sec. It is going to be. Um, she actually shows up in um, Goldeneye, which is crazy. The actress shows up, but we're talking about um, his first girlfriend's name was Sylvia Trench, Eunice Gason. Hmm. Uh, who is who is the one that he in the first episode she introduces the my name is Bond James Bond and then the second movie they're having they're sitting in a car making out and he ends up pulling a bottle of wine out of a river. Hmm. Oh wait, that was this is from uh from Wrestling with Love. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah. She is the same woman. She's the same character as the one from Doctor No who gets the the name is Bond James Bond. Okay. Good call. Good call yes. there. And, and her and yes, so she's kind of a big, she's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now before we done, because it's so I'm rating this pretty good, like with all of it. But the last thing before we go, yes, and I'm going to bring this up for a couple people, is we're going to be talking about the fact that uh, we have to give a little homage to the man himself, the first film James Bond, mm. Sean Connery, who sadly passed away this week. Yeah. Uh. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mr. Connery. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, it's a shame. We'll, we might do a retrospective on our top ten Connery movies. They're too many to count right now. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. We're almost halfway the length of the other movie. But th- this has been fun. Um, hey, Darius, oh, if, thank you for. Oh, go on. Oh, oh I was gonna say if you can. Uh, it, this as far as Connery films. Um, there's one that really doesn't get much talked about much, but you really should check it out. Uh, find one called the Anderson Tapes because it is his. He is as unbond like as possible. Distinctly un. He he plays a bank robber for all. And it's really good. Um, I'm a, I'm, I will add this to the dodecahedron of movies for when we do some more movie reviews. We still have to do the witches, in that discussion. But that's definitely going on there for this this Sean yeah, Connery. Thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely go find it and check it out. Uh, Sean Connery, Diane Cannon, it's great stuff. But yeah, if you have any comments or concerns about Die Another Day, something we forgot to talk about, you can email me at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or comment on Twitter, at Spirekin. And um, also, where can they find you, Darius? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm not sure if it's DWaston99 or DariusWaston999. Uh, you'll find me on there, Talking Trash and... Uh, uh, writing reviews, uh, mostly uh, anime reviews for Fandom Post, and you'll find me on Facebook as well. Uh, currently, I'm I'm on there with this rather attractive lady on there. Uh, but both times I'm masked, so so even even on the internet, I try to keep it safe for everybody. You know, uh, smart way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 so honored you had you had me uh, come on and. Uh, Talk about the 40th anniversary and just the Bond films that I, I've, like, like I said, my mom took me to see Four Year Eyes Only as a child, 
uh, in the theaters, and I've been a fan of this character ever since. I've read novels and just kept it up, uh, just kept up with it. And so it, it's always a lot of fun to, uh, to have a chance to really talk about, you know, one of my, my absolute favorite franchises. And I'm very happy that you uh, brought me on. Thank you very much for it, Asan. I, I'm really nope. happy with this. No problem. And I will definitely have you back on again for something else because we have um, we're going to be definitely doing the Gal Gar episode in a yes! couple of weeks. And top it off because I'm a fan. I'm going to get some Lupin fans involved because everyone knows I'm a Lupin reviewer and I love I'm a cosplayer. We're going to be talking about Lupin the first when it gets released in December. I'm excited for that one, especially because, well, we'll see how it goes. It's just a shame that it's still not the old Zenigata, but he passed away. <laughs> we can't, like, you can't bring it back from the dead to be like, Rupan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got you, you to gotta have that, 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 that you got to have that uh, power behind it. Rupan! Yeah, yeah, you got to do it. You're right. You're right. Only he I guess we'll up. talk about that. Well, we'll definitely be talking about that. And probably next month, we're going to be doing uh, the first of the Daniel Craig films. And awesome. then when we get to Daniel Craig, we're going to be doing those. I believe the next one, it's going to be Greta and me for Casino Royale and then Quantum of Solace. And then but we'll get to that in a bit. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm Zan. Gary is here. <laughs> and we're gone. We're gone. So we'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching Bond movies. And remember, take it shaken, not stirred. See ya. Bye.
Your freedom came at too high a price. The mission was compromised. The same person who set me up then has just set me up again. So I'm going after him. Got your attention. Tell me what you know of James Bond. He'll light the fuse on any explosive situation. Tell me the diamonds. They'll blow it all at once. What happened to you? and be a danger to himself and others. I'm going to let him mix things up a little. My friends call me Jinx. My friends call me James Bond. Wow, now there's a mouthful. Who sent you? Your mama. Glad you can make it, Mr. Bond. I see you don't chase dreams, you live them. One of the virtues of never sleeping. I have to live my dreams. Time to draw the line. Well, it seems you've become useful again. Maybe it's time you let me get on with my job. So, this is where they keep the old relics, then, eh? Twist so, voila! You know, you're cleverer than you look. Better than looking cleverer than you are. James, be careful. A nice palace can be such a treacherous place. I take it Mr. Bond's been explaining his Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I think I got the rest of it. Must you touch everything? Would you like to show me more? Kill him. Now! 1,000 meters in closing. Put you back in third, eh? Let's get down to business. Looks like we're going down together. Not yet! New watch. Um, this will be your 20th, I believe. How time flies. Yes, four double seven. Why don't you establish a record by actually returning this one? Your new transportation. Maybe you've been down here too long. The ultimate in British engineering. You must be joking. As I learned from my predecessor, Bond, I never joke about my work. Aston Martin call it the vanquish, we call it the vanish. Oh, very good. Adaptive camouflage, tiny cameras on all sides project the image they see onto a light-emitting polymer skin on the opposite side. You see, to the casual eye, it's as good as invisible. 
Plus all the usual refinements, ejector seat, torpedoes, target-seeking shotguns to shoot down mobile objects. Why don't you acquaint yourself with the manual? You should be able to shoot through that in a couple of hours. Just took a few seconds, Q. Wish I could make you vanish. Hmm.